Hello, my friends, and welcome into another edition of the JMAC Podcast. Please take a minute and like, subscribe, follow, tweet, uh, whatever it is that you do to help us grow this channel. And please share with me in the comments what you think about my question today, and that is, should we keep the death penalty or should we change the requirements for the death penalty? The reason I wanna talk about this is because Governor DeSantis in the state of Florida wants to change the laws in their state. Currently in Florida, it has to be a unanimous jury decision in order to issue a death penalty sentence. Now, it used to be just a simple majority requirement in Florida until the Supreme Court turned that over, and so they turned it into a unanimous decision. But there's some thought that maybe they can make it eight to ten jurors, and that's what Governor DeSantis is asking for. And they're really asking for it because of a controversial case where a mass shooter killed a bunch of people and they couldn't get a unanimous decision on a jury to issue the death sentence. And I understand how frustrating that can be. And I have to tell you, uh, my whole life I've been a proponent of the death penalty. And uh, not for the reasons that we hear uh, some people say. I don't believe it's a deterrent. In fact, sometimes I believe it could actually cause somebody to be killed when somebody says, well, I don't want to be able to be identified by this person who I just committed a crime against because I don't want the death penalty, so I'm going to actually kill them. I can see how the death sentence might be an incentive to kill instead of just rob or maim or whatever it is. But I've always believed that there are certain people on this earth who have disqualified themselves from existing among us and disqualified themselves from having the privilege of life. So for me, it's not about deterrence. It's about the actions of the individual. And look, I know it costs more money to execute them than house them because of the appeals process and and all of those things. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of willing to pay those tax dollars if it's bad enough because I just think you've DQ'd yourself. You, you no longer qualify to be on this earth because of your actions. Now, I hold a pretty high standard for that, but that's how I've always believed that the death penalty should be. And then uh, my opinion changed a little bit when I had uh, the opportunity to be on the air in Dallas on KRLD. There was a string of people who were exonerated by DNA who had been in car who had been incarcerated for uh, 20, 30 years. And of course, they had always claimed innocence. They didn't have DNA to exonerate them. And they were set free after decades. And there was just a string of them. And I had the opportunity to interview several of them in person. And this is kind of a side note, but I wanted them to be angry at their incarceration. I wanted them to be kicking and fighting and screaming at what happened to them. 
And every one of them was just so thankful to be out that they didn't have anger towards anybody. And I was, I was kind of let down. Like I wanted them to be angry. And they said there was a point when they were angry. But after that, you have to learn to live within the circumstances that you've been given. And so they all kind of transition. Anyway, my, my point is that after having interviewed and seen people wrongly convicted, it made me think about the horror of the idea of an innocent person being sent to the death chamber. I can't stand that thought. I can't stomach that thought. And because of that, it really made me start to rethink the death penalty. Because I'll tell you, the investigations of these men who were falsely incarcerated, it was shoddy police work. It was round up the usual suspects. And uh, it was a lot of assumptions by police officers. And, you know, eyewitness testimony that was questionable. In fact, in one of the cases, a woman uh, falsely identified the person who attacked her. And you're sitting there thinking, well, how can you falsely identify someone who attacked her? And they they went through this process and they showed how police had shown her a photo lineup and then had taken her and shown her the picture of this guy who they thought it was over and over again. And by the time she got on the witness stand, she picked this person. And later on, she recanted. So I really came to think that eyewitness testimony is not as reliable as we think it is. And I think studies have backed that up. So now I'm thinking, if we can't trust eyewitness testimony, then what should be our standard for the death penalty? And as I think about lowering the standard for the death penalty. I don't like this idea at all. So here's kind of where I've landed on this after interviewing these people, after a lifetime of thinking about the death penalty, and I'm sure you have as well. I'm still in favor of the death penalty. I haven't come away from that. But I want to raise the standard for this sentence, not lower it. Governor DeSantis wants to lower it. And in this case, I understand. It was a mass shooting. I, un I understand. Uh, I personally think that mass shooters should get the death penalty. Uh, I'm not going to disagree or argue with him on that at all. My fear is that if you lower the standard because of a situation where clearly somebody did it and it is very heinous, what happens in a case where there isn't as strong enough evidence and you've lowered that standard? I think it's a greater chance that somebody who is innocent will be sent to the death chamber. And again, that just to me is, is a horrific thought. And I know, I know that at some point in time, on more than one occasion, we have executed people who were completely innocent 
And I think we should do everything in our power to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's why I don't mind the lengthy appeals process. That's why I don't mind them getting an opportunity to ask the governor and and go for appeals and ask the Supreme Court. I still think all of that should be in place. And yeah, it's expensive, but it's to make sure that we don't get the wrong man. I think that if it's going to be a death penalty case, you have to have more than eyewitness testimony. So I would say you have to have some type of verifiable physical evidence in order to issue a death penalty and a unanimous jury. I don't want to get rid of that. So if you have DNA, if you have video evidence, you know, I don't know what the list of those things would be, but if you know 100% because of science that this or technology that this person committed the crime, then I can support the death penalty. But if it's a circumstantial case and it's based upon eyewitness testimony and maybe loose science, as we'll call it, I just can't do it anymore. I just, I'm just not that guy anymore. I'm just not. I, I, I would rather somebody sit in jail for life just in case they're innocent than send an innocent person to the death chamber. It, it just can't, I just can't do it. I can't process that in my mind. So please take a minute. Let me know what you think in the comments. Should we increase the standard for the death penalty or should we decrease the standard for the death penalty? Or should we get rid of it altogether? That option is on the table as well. In the meantime, please, once again, take a minute to like, share, follow, subscribe, all those good things. And I want to thank our members of the JMAC Members Club who are uh, donating at least $5 a month to help us bring these videos to you on a regular basis. If you want to become a member, it's easy. Just look in the description of this video. You'll see a link there. And in the meantime, I can't wait to hear your comments on the death penalty.